You're listening to the Team Stripes Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to episode 90 of the Team Stripes Podcast, proudly presented by Acme Whistles, helping you make the big call since 1870. The legendary Acme Thunderer is now available in matte black. Now, we took a, le- a week off uh, just to kind of reset, have a mental reset, I think, for everybody. And I'm back and joined by always my co-host, Ross. How are you today? Dude, I'm good. Just uh, ready to, to get into it. We got a lot to talk about. Yeah, we do. I mean, we got a bunch of clips we got to go over. Uh, we're going to talk about some lot- draft lottery changes and... Uh, a little bit of fighting. I know that has been something that has come up a lot this season. Now, I think we got to start with the biggest story of the day, and that is the Tim Peel incident from, I guess it would have been last night in the Detroit and Predators game. If for some reason you live under a rock, he was on a hot mic caught saying that he was looking for a call on the Nashville team. Ross, uh, I I think we're both a little bit, you know, hesitant to to maybe talk about it. But like, do you have any opinions at all? Um, first of all, I think this is something that we've all caught ourselves saying during games, regardless of what the situation is. Um, we've all, you know, whether it be inside our own head or talking to our partners, said, "Hey, you know, you know, maybe I've gotten a few penalties on a row on Team A." And I probably should call a penalty on team B just to calm things down. So then we go looking or we go fishing. Is it the right thing to do? Not necessarily. Obviously we're putting our arm up for a penalty, regardless of which team commits it. Um, We shouldn't specifically be looking for a penalty on any particular team, but sometimes that's just as far as game management goes, that's just what, ends up happening as far as the hot mic it was an unfortunate incident um we're talking about a referee who skated just under 1400 games in the national hockey league he worked uh not close 90 between 90 and 100 playoff games and he also worked the olympics in 2014 at the time of the recording of this episode so march 24th he was exactly 30 days from his final game that he was going to get to do in St. Louis in front of his friends and family. And he was going to um, end his career on his terms. However, I just, I'm not going to be critical of Mr. Peel uh, having the resume he does being an Olympian as well as an NHL referee for as long as he was. And obviously too, I'm not going to really comment on anything from the league perspective. I think, when you look at it from, to use the cliche term, 30,000 feet, um, and you step back and realize the optics of it, um, it's just one of those like, oh, crap, this looks really bad. Does it look ba- worse than what it was? Maybe. I, I don't know. I can't make that, make that decision. But um, just in the world we live in with between social media, um, you know, gambling, um, people being hypercritical of sports officials at all levels, not just the National Hockey League. We're talking all the way down to youth hockey or, you know, soccer, football, whatever it is. Um, 
I don't want to compare this to the Donaghy incident with the NBA years ago when he was caught gambling on a game um, because obviously that's a completely different thing. Tim never would have, you know, this, this has nothing to do with that, but it's one of those things that there's a fallout from and it's like, oh crap. And um, a quick decision had to be made. And I, I just, I'm going to let the dust settle before I really, you know, put anything else out there. I just, I just think the optics of it are what it is. The league made the appropriate decision for what they felt was right. And it's unfortunate. So, I mean, that's really all I got. I woke up to this this morning and I was shocked to say the least. I mean, I woke up to about like 15 text messages about this and it was same. Yeah. Like it was, it was one of those ones where it was like, never in my life has I seen a referee get publicly uh, let go like this. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's an incident that, you know, I mean, I, I understand you don't want a bias in officiating. None of us, let me rephrase that. 99.999% of us are not biased in officiating. I don't think Tim Peel was by any means. I mean, he was one of those guys where as a referee, you know what you were getting night in, night out. Mm-hmm. On a call standpoint, he was in the National Hockey League for, you said it was like 1,400 games. He yeah, worked the I, think 20, I think 26 seasons. Yeah, I mean, like said. the guy's been around for literally ever. Like he's been in the league longer than I've been alive. Um. And it's, it is. Thanks for making me feel old. You're welcome. <laughs> it is, it is really disappointing though, to see him leave this way. I mean, yeah, he's a month away from retirement. I get it. it a hot mic caught him. I think it was blown out of proportion because I mean, look in, in a game of hockey, it's a game of mistakes from the players all the way down to the officials. And I know that in a game you might miss something and then, you're not necessarily looking for a call, but that next minute and a half penalty, or maybe even a minute penalty that you might not generally call might get called. And I think this was one of those situations where by the letter of the law, what he called was a penalty by the letter of the law. It was a penalty. Now, was it a NHL two minute penalty? No, it was maybe a minute and a half penalty. But for whatever reason, there was a missed call, a missed whatever, and he felt there needed to be a makeup of it. And honestly, I like I hell, I support him for that. Um, I mean, at least think, he admitted. I, I think the the biggest topic we have here is the whole makeup call thing. I think mm-hmm. that's one of those things that we as officials, I, I think as a team. So the 26,000 registered officials in the U S not sure how many officials are registered in Canada. All of you that listen around the world is IHF officials, uh, whether you're working pro youth junior or anything in between. Um, I think we really, as a reaction to this need to think about make that makeup call, mm-hmm. you know, because it's one of those things, like sometimes it is obvious that we are making a makeup call we're all, we've all done it. So that's, it's something that we need to think about individually. And as a group, I think maybe the the term makeup call needs to be taken out of our vocabulary as referees 
And at the end of the day, we just need to go out, ref the game to the best of our ability, um, call the penalties that you see in front of you. Don't guess. Guessing is bad. You don't want to guess on a penalty. And you also don't want to be like, eh, I think I should call that and put your arm in the air. Let's get rid of that vocabulary. And if we can get rid of that mentality of the makeup call across the board, maybe this prevents stuff like this from happening in the future. Yeah, I I would say that is probably the uh, best way to say it. And on honestly, I just, I just feel bad for Tim. 100%. And I mean, I think with all that kind of in mind, like we here at Team Stripes – I mean, we are a referees podcast for the referees, by the referees. Like, we support referees 1,000%. I still think Tim Peel is one of the best referees in the National Hockey League. Yep. So, and he's one of the he's one of the best that's ever put on the stripes. Mm-hmm. You know, like, and, and it might not be because of the penalties he called or didn't call, but just, like, the personality that he brought to the ice. And and, and somebody brought that up to me as, as they said, like, you know, like, he was never maybe my favorite referee and, and, you know, like maybe I didn't agree with all of his penalty calls or calls that he didn't make, but when Tim Peel stepped on the ice, you knew what you were getting that. Well, yeah. And that, and that's exactly it. We need more guys like that, where you know what you're getting, Mm -hmm. not um, we need more guys. We need more consistency from all of us. I think uh, it's, it's, it's really just a moment for all of us that put on the striped sweater to kind of reflect, think, think about things from the officiating perspective and just be like, okay, am I doing the game justice? Am I doing the right thing every time I'm on the ice? I don't ever want to question anyone's integrity. This is not what I'm doing. Um, But am I giving my all to ensure the integrity of the game? I'm not questioning everyone's integrity, but let's just, um, let's just think about, you know, think about that. Um, and l- like I said, I feel really bad uh, for for Tim Peel um, to go out like this. It's uh, it's very unfortunate. Um, I hope that whatever he does moving forward in life, uh, he has nothing but success in. Um, it just it just sucks. Yeah, and and I mean, I think with that, we're gonna wrap up that topic. I I don't really. I don't foresee us saying anything more about it. This is kind of our one and only opinion on it, um, especially from Team Stripes. But I think we got to move on to what's going to be another hot topic discussion. I know kind of where you lie on this, but we got to talk about fighting in hockey a little bit. It would have happened to March 15th. We had a fight between Calgary and Edmonton. It was uh, Richie delivered an absolute just heavy, heavy punch onto the Oilers player. I The name's slipping my mind right now. Ended up knocking him out, um, which per usual started the whole debate of whether fighting should be in hockey. Me, I'm a massive like I, I think hockey has a play or fighting has a place in hockey. This fight that happened in the Calgary Edmonton game that I am talking about didn't happen just off a whim, off a face off. Mm-hmm. Um, the Oilers guy hit Shillington 
in the head. He didn't really ease up, nothing. Like, he hit him in the head. It went uncalled, and so David Ritchie did – or not, sorry, not David. Brett Ritchie did what his role on the team is and stick up for his teammates. Unfortunately, it was a, it was a knockout. You never want to see that. But, Ross, what's your opinion here? When I started in pro hockey, the league that I worked, it, it was a fighting league. We had, we had fights every night. Um, the fights put butts in the seats. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's what it was. Um, so here's my thing with fighting. I think staged fights need to go. Um, fights where two guys were dropping our gloves, we're taking our helmets off, we're going to center ice. We're putting on the show. Um, those are the kind of those fights. Two guys that the, the two goons, the, the fighter on each team fighting each other just for the sole reason of fighting. Um, those kind of fights we don't need. Fights of passion where a guy takes a high hit, um, a guy targets a guy in the head, and then the you know his teammate goes after the guy to stick up for him. Mm-hmm. I'm okay with those. Um, I think fighters are slowly making a comeback in our league or in, in the in national hockey league. And I think in, in hockey across the board and in minors as well, um, because there is a place for that tough guy. There really is. Um, I remember watching the all-star game that John Scott played in and got the MVP and all that. And at the time we all thought it was kind of the swan, the swan song to the goon you know to i mean might as well bring up the movie right like yeah guy doug glatt was the person like he's what a lot of fighters were guys that aren't necessarily the best skaters in the world guys that might not have the best puck handling or stick ability any of that stuff they got heavy hands and um i think now that the game is so fast and sometimes guys get reckless with their hits. Um, it sucks. The referees can only do so much. But I think if if we got rid of the instigator and each team's got a guy in the middle of the bench that can go out and throw, I think guys are going to take a second thought about throwing that big hit, targeting the guy in the head. Um, doing something stupid on the ice. It doesn't even necessarily need to be a bad hit, just anything stupid. Um, mm-hmm. I think when the game is allowed to police itself between the players and the referees, I think that's when it's at its best because you're not going to have that kind of stuff. And, um, and I, I agree with you 100%. For anybody out there that listens to this podcast that is a numbers person, uh, I have a few stats about fighting from – this year compared to last year as of 323 which was i think it was 490 games played uh in both seasons so it's the same 490 games there's been a hundred fights this season uh for an average of 20.4 percent of games having a fight so almost one in every five almost yeah Last year, at the same time frame, for the same amount of games, there was only 88 fights for 17.9% of games having a fight. So so we're up. We're up. We're up 3%. Yeah. yeah. Like, we're, we're not um, up a whole lot. And 
the to... I will say that a product this season or something that is causing more fights this season is the fact that we're playing each other seven, eight times this, mm-hmm. this year. Yeah, I mean, um, you're playing three, four nights in a row generally. Yeah, you're playing three games in four nights or three games in five nights. You're seeing the same team two, three nights in a row. I think there have been a few cases where a couple of teams have played each other. Uh, I think didn't um, the Coyotes and the Blues play each other seven straight games? Uh-huh. And then, I mean, like, Calgary played Ottawa, like, six out of seven games. Obviously, we're in a very unique situation this year with the divisions only playing each other, Um, COVID and all that other, you know, everything that's um, dictated the last year or the last years of our reality. Um, I, I just think if we could hold guys more accountable for the dumb stuff away from the fighting, the fighting would actually go down because if you think about it, let's, let's talk about the eighties and number 99, Mm -hmm. nobody messed with him because he had Marty McSorley. Oh, plus nobody, nobody went near Wayne because McSorley come out. If, if you hit Wayne inappropriately, you're going to have him. You're going to have to answer the bell. No, I'm not saying like Wayne got hit, but he never got hit hard. Mm-hmm. Guys only hit him to get the puck away from him. They never were trying to hurt him because they knew that if they did, someone's jumping the bench to come after him or McSorley who played on Wayne's line for a very long time um, was coming after you. So, I, I the 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 threat of violence sometimes is the best deterrent of violence. Yeah, that's what it was funny. I was I was just gonna bring that up because anybody that hasn't seen the movie Ice Guardians, it was literally about fighting and hockey and should there be a place. And Jerome McGinley came on to do an interview, and at the time, I believe he had just finished up his career, but he had played. Uh, with the Flames when Brian McGratton was around as the Flames resident tough guy. And Iginla, I think, said it perfectly. McGratton doesn't have to play. It's just the fact that he's sitting on the bench and there's the simple threat that if you do take a run at at, at, at anybody on this team, you have to deal with McGratton. And then Scott Parker, another tough guy for the Avalanche, said it perfectly. He was like, I don't even have to play, but if you want to go out and run around, I will make an example out of you. And then I will look at your bench and say, because of him, we now have to fight. And I mean, to me, like fighting is, is almost a necessity in hockey. Not even that the fact that there needs to be a fight, but that you're allowed to fight if the opportunity is there and if the game needs it. Yep. So, um, well, uh, I I'm just I just pulled up uh, Marty McSorley's hockey DB, and he he was he protected Gretzky mm-hmm. from 1986 till 1997. He played with the Oilers from '86 to '88. He was part of the Gretzky trade to the Kings. 
He stayed in L.A. Um, from 88 to 94, got traded to the Penguins, played 47 games, and then the offseason went back to the Kings, played two more seasons with the Kings, and then went to the Rangers the year Gretzky went to the Rangers. So this guy had Wayne's back for twenty oh, ten years. Yeah. So like he was McSorley was basically Wayne's personal bodyguard. Well, and then even I mean to, to go off that, like when the when the Wayne trade went down, like do you think the LA wanted McSorley? No. Wayne's not going anywhere without Marty McSorley. Without his bodyguard, exactly. Which, and and, and I, quite frankly, I do not blame him because back in that time, it was the wild, wild west. And if he didn't have anybody backing him up, yeah, somebody would have taken a run at him. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. So Wayne didn't end up in the, with the Rangers till 96, 97. Uh, McSorley. So Wayne had McSorley with him until 95, 96 when he got traded – towards the end of the season of the blues. Okay. So his last three seasons in New York, he did not have his bodyguard, but from 86 to 96, he did. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's, it's funny. I mean, like talking about fighting, I guess for some reason, a lot of people go straight to line brawls, which I think have zero place in the game. I hate line brawls, especially as a linesman. They're the worst thing in the whole entire world because it's absolute mayhem. But, man, every once in a while, a game needs a good fight just to settle everything down, just to make it all, what you know, whatever, like a, a little oh. cheap shot on the chart, not even a cheap shot, a, a hit on a star player. Like, hey, you know what? It, it's not a penalty, but I think in the game of hockey, it has to be understood that if you hit a star player, you have to answer the bell. Yep. And that's in and I mean – I say any level of hockey, but that's any level above youth because in youth there's no need to fight because we're wearing cages anyway. Yeah. Um, I think we've but, beat that dead horse though. But yeah, I, I definitely, I definitely agree that there are games where you're like, man, like we could really use a fight right now. Yeah, just one um, good scrap and it settles everything and down. It settles and- everything down, and then you move on and yep. nothing, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, exactly. So, but moving on, uh, we have to talk about there's I actually you know what let's let's do this. Let's bring up Curtis Gabriel of the San Jose Sharks just absolutely mucking it up during warm-ups against I believe it was the LA Kings. Oh, is he the one that got fined? Yes, he got fined. I think it was just over three grand for cross checking the Kings player in the back during warm-ups. Yeah, don't, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, but I mean, here's the thing though, Curtis Gabriel this season. I think it's his first year in the league or it's his, it's his first like full season. And he has just been an absolute human wrecking ball throughout this season. And he's kind of bringing back that old school mentality. Like, yeah, they're going to muck it up during warmups. Like besides warmups, I love to see what he's doing. Cause he's doing everything right. In my opinion, yeah. for hockey, he's making the game fun to watch. He's going to put butts in the seats, which Hey, if you're selling tickets, that's great. Um, but it just made me chuckle when when I saw the clip come up over, I think it was Twitter, and he's just cross-checking the guy in the back. And I was like, is that really the tree you want to be barking up today? Yeah. Can we not? 
do stuff in warm-ups, guys. It's Come not, on. Not in warm-ups. But if there's any players listening, don't do stuff in warm-ups. <laughs> I think we learned a couple weeks ago with the ECHL incident with the guy going into the other team's locker room. Don't do things. Now, I did find out something a little um, interesting about that. So the guy gets the suspension from the league in nine games, mm-hmm. and then he got released Oh, within within seconds. I mean, if that's what? Uh, almost a third, and I guess it's like a fifth of their season. Yeah, so he got he got released, and that was the end of it. Yeah. But uh, moving on, Curtis Gabriel, I just had to chuckle at that when I saw that. Thought I'd bring it up on here. Um, the draft lottery is going to have a few changes. One of them starting this year. The other two are starting in 2022. So the one this year, uh, only picks one and two are getting the lottery is from what I understand of it. So before it was, I think it was the top eight picks or something mm-hmm. were lottery picks. Yeah, I believe so. And now it is only going to be picks one and two that are lottery picks. Everything else is going to be based on they're trying. They're trying to avoid what happened this year. Yeah. Um, it was legit worst case scenario for last season. Yep. And so – Adding on to they want to not have a repeat of last year. Uh, starting in 2022, you are only allowed to jump up a total of 10 spots in the lottery. So or in the in the draft. So even if you do win the lottery, if you're 14th, you can only go to fourth. If you're 13th, third. And then also you are not allowed to have more than two lottery wins in a five-year span. So you can't. See, that's have, interesting. You can't have the Oilers. What was it? Five out of six years, first first overall pick. Yeah, right. So, so there won't that. be a there won't be a Nail Yakupov, Taylor Hall, um, Nugent Hopkins, Ryan, the Nuge, uh, and um, uh, what's his nuts. Number 97. Oh, McDavid. McDavid. I couldn't think of his name. <laughs> that's not good. How did I how did I block out on McJesus? That's that's really not good. Especially he's, this year, considering he's gonna try and outscore he's Buffalo. On a tear. Oh yeah, he's gonna outscore their whole team. Yeah, the, the real oh, the real scoring race we, is I, I, need to, or McDavid. I need to talk I need something about Buffalo here. Um the announcer for the Boston Bruins Jack Edwards should be fined, suspended, and never allowed to call a hockey game on television again for calling the Sabres a dumpster fire. Well, no, no, no. He said the NHL's version of a dumpster fire. Yeah, he called the Sabres a dumpster fire. Yeah, but I mean, that's, uh, that's I'm, on I'm brand so- for Jack Edwards. I, I don't care. We're in a league of... The National Hockey League's a niche, a niche product. Yes. Um, it's not the NBA. It's not the NFL. But I, I understand, you know, trash talk and this, that, and the other. But that crossed the line for me. Oh, 1,000%. Really, it really did. And I, I don't know if the league did anything about it, but I really hope they, they would have. No, I, I mean – Jack Edwards has a laundry list of things that he should have been fined you or just, fired for. You just can't call another team a dumpster fire. No, you just can't. No, that's it's just inappropriate. 
Yeah, it was it was definitely uh it was something else to say the least. Yeah. Like when when I heard that, I was like, no, he didn't. And then like I was like, yeah, it's Jack Edwards. Well, and then the Buffalo newspaper for their power rankings put the Seattle Kraken. Yeah. Higher than the Sabres. Yeah, Buffalo's having a rough year in the media. Mm-hmm. But then even then, so I saw for one of their games that uh, they were allowing like 1,900 fans. And so their season ticket holders got first crack at the tickets. Uh-huh. Not a single ticket sold. Wow. Yeah. So, um, but Buffalo, y'all good? Like, Yeah. There's a... Uh, um... A girl on YouTube that's a Sabres fan that posts some pretty unreal videos. I like watching hers. Yeah, They're pretty be, funny. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, it'd be, it's tough. It's tough bad. being a Sabres fan. I have a few friends that are Sabres fans. Hopefully someday it'll get better. Like, I thought being a Flames fan was hard. Nope, I just, yeah. just got to look at the Sabres. Uh, what a, All right, well, do we want to move on to the clips of yes, I guess it'll be the past two weeks on. now? Let's move on to some clips. So let me pull this stuff up here. Because we I, we got one of them that is. It's All right, a clip so are we going to start with the, the, the Sabres Penguins? Yeah, March 13th. Yeah. Yeah, let's start there. Um. Okay. I'm looking at it. I. So obviously in youth hockey, we're going youth junior here. Mm-hmm. That's a board. Um, youth hockey, you could very easily justify a major game misconduct for that hit. Uh, junior, um, if he if he gets hurt, obviously major game misconduct. Um, if he does not get hurt, major game ejection or double minor game ejection, whichever. I, I don't know the junior book anymore. Um there's obviously EJs are still in play in junior, right? For the USA book. Uh, only for like fighting and a few other ones. Uh, okay. So then major game. Um, I mean, you could even go standalone two there for board and juniors. I mean, you, I don't know. I just don't like how far he is from the boards. Actually, exactly. you could probably go standalone major. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd say maybe standalone major youth hockey, five game junior standalone major board, uh, our college hockey rule book guys, same thing, either major board, major game, major DQ, depending on the outcome of the hit. National Hockey League, this is where it gets tough because it looks like the back referee is looking right at it. Yeah, no call on the play. Um, I do feel like I'm, we have to have our feet planted a little better there. Um, Getting checked? Yeah, he's he knows the guy's pressuring him. Um, see, but he's he, also just trying to get the puck deep, yeah. So, I think if he's not off balance hockey, right after a shot, it's not yeah. as bad. I mean, I, I would have liked to have seen a minor at least. On that was hit. my thing, like just a, just a minor penalty for board, more so for the fact that he threw him into the boards awkwardly and violently, like he didn't yeah. extend through a hit per se. But if you're making a hit that starts just after, like, the dots. Well, I mean, he hits him right at the ref crease. Just before that. him from the ref crease into the boards. Yeah, like, 
that's that's boarding all it's boarding all day for sure um i thought it was worth it too at least in the nhl too and then obviously yeah once you start getting the youth 210 five game if the kids hurt i mean juniors two five i mean whatever get creative yep and then the next clip we got. And that's one of those two, like in a three-man system, you're more likely going to be calling that penalty as a linesman than as a referee. Correct. So don't be afraid as a linesman to step up and make that call. Nope. So now we're going to go to the Boston Rangers hit. Yeah, it, it was a weird one. There. It was the Boston guy dumped the puck in, and then it was uh, Brandon Lemieux of the Rangers stopped up, turned, and hit him. Yep. It – Ended up looking a lot worse than what it was because the Boston guy was going for a change so the door was open. Lemieux just helped him through the door. Yeah. And they ended up calling a two-minute boarding for that. Yeah, I'm fine with the minor there. I am A-okay with the minor. Um, it was an unnecessary, avoidable, late hit. That yeah, There's no, there was no reason for that hit. No, and, um, and it's a clear cookie-cutter one. Yeah, USA... 210 board minor rough yeah um if you want to get really creative double minor maybe really that, that's real stretch though yeah, like two you're I, looking I, at I it, you're, you're either going too rough there or 210 cfb 210 board yeah those those are the only three options that i would yeah. say we have yeah if you're calling double minor rough you're really uh, stretching um now we have the referee falling that sucked I mean, um, sucked, but it's good to see so for the other let's, three guys. Let's talk. Let's let's talk about this high stick in the Kings Avalanche game. Uh, the game because, of angles. Because a couple of guys, a couple of people in the Facebook group were like, "Oh, I wouldn't have called that." Um, what's the, one of the things you're supposed to be in control of the entire time you're on the ice? I'm pretty sure you want me to say stick. Your stick. Okay. Was that a follow through on a shot? No. no, that's a high sticking penalty all day. The guy has no clue that McKinnon's face is hanging out. And poor Nate McKinnon, this oh. kid can't catch a damn break. No, he gets hit in the head for a match penalty a couple weeks ago, and now he's taking a stick right to the face. Yeah, now he's getting slapped like, in the face with a stick. That just didn't feel good. Um, obviously, if there's blood, double minor. Um, Youth hockey, easy, automatic. Stick hits the guy in the head. Your arm goes up. And I don't care if it's youth hockey all the way to pros. That's a penalty. And, I mean, the unfortunate part here was there wasn't a penalty because the ref is looking through McKinnon to see it. So he doesn't know if the stick actually hits him. In youth, yeah. hockey, in youth hockey, we get lucky with the cages. That yeah, would make the loudest it. clank ever, and your arm would go up, and a yeah. coach would be like, stick oh, on, well. Stick on face doesn't make a noise. Yeah, so, I mean, this is one of those ones where, from the broadcast angle, you're sitting there and you're going, how is that not high-sticking? Yeah. Um, but it's just one of those ones where it's like, well. Well, yeah, well, I, with, with, the, with the low referee, McKinnon's backs to him. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, is he selling this? Exactly. So that's a crappy thing. Maybe the back guy could have gotten it. But then um, even then you're across the ice, you're probably looking through three or four guys. Yeah, true. So that's a little rough. It's just one of those unfortunate ones where it's a game of angles. Uh-huh. 
and it's not even that the low ref got the angle wrong. It was the low refs looking through a body. And in today's NHL, if a stick gets close to anybody's face, they're going, you know, for the most part, they're, they're jerking their head back. Yep. So. Well, then we had the slew foot in the Boston, New York game. Mm-hmm. Subtle, but it's there. Very subtle. He does it. Um, that's another video that we should be showing at seminars on. This is what a slew foot is. And and that's one that I really want to highlight the high guy in a four-man system. That's why you have to watch the front of the net. Um, I just I do want to point out that I think it's funny that in this clip you see Chris Rooney blowing the whistle, and then the Rangers have a guy also named Rooney on the ice. <laughs> yeah, I mean probably no relation, but it's just kind of funny. Both the, the one linesman definitely saw the slew foot and went straight for it. Um, I just don't know how that's not a call. Uh, oh, excuse me. Like we're talking textbook slew foot. That was yeah. a textbook slew foot with the high guy who should be watching the front of the net looking straight down on it. Yeah, I, I – it happens. Um, I, I, I don't disagree. And two, it was one of those plays, like, obviously it's going at the whistle. The guy pops right back up. Nothing really came of it. And everyone was more concerned about the play at the net. So I can understand not calling it, to be honest. But, but still, you're, you you say we, okay, it, we at our level, out of the game. At, at lower level hockey, we're going to call that all day. But I think um, it, it should be called up here. Even if it, just call the minor two for slew footing because you can yeah. in the NHL. Call the minor for slew footing just to set the president of, hey, we're watching. Can't we see it. That. You can't do that. Yeah. Because I now mean, we're going to. I just think in this particular play, everyone's kind of more focused around the net, kind of hard eye, soft eye, hard eyes on what's going on in, at the top of the crease right around the goaltender. And like the two I, guys to the right. Is that what yeah. you're trying to see? see yeah. But. Well, to the left of the goalie. Yeah, but I guess but to the I, right I just, of the broadcast. Yeah. So it's just one of those things, like, does it suck that they missed it? Yeah, but was there really a negative outcome? Not really. So Besides just, the guy getting slow-footed. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a crappy thing to miss, but uh, nothing really came of it, so – I mean, look, it's I, we like, yeah, calls are going to be missed. We get it. It's just, I think if the high guy's watching that, you get a two minute, you get yeah, a two minute maybe. trip, slew foot, whatever out of it. Mm-hmm. And I think the, because that, the rest of that game was an absolute gong show, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And that's one thing where if you call that two minute minor there, you calm everything down. Because then the Rangers go, okay, like, the ref has our back. We're okay. Like, we're not going to die out here by getting slew-footed and our head hitting the ice. Yeah. Uh, the next thing, we have a clip on North American Hockey League on a, either a penalty shot or Oh, no, this was in a shootout. This was in a um, shootout to yeah, end the game. Y- yeah, that's not a goal. No, 1,000%. The, re- the guy got it. The, ref- the referee got it right, so <laughs> – um, young man, I, if you are listening, good job. I'm I'm gonna shout him out, and that was Mr. Chucky Vancula. Okay. Uh, the kid's an absolute beauty, and it was funny. I, I talked to him the next day, and he said the second that puck left his stick, he pretty much started to wave it off, and he was like, "This probably is. I'm gonna have to wave it off." Yeah. I just want to say, 
if you have to wave off a goal, especially in a shootout, even a penalty shot, look at how he did it. He, he sold it. Like he that came was out so to, perfect. He came out to the hash marks. Yeah, he's in the and slot, was waving, waving it out, saying waves nope. it all the way up to the blue well, line. And to like the player knows he's just throwing it at the net just because mm-hmm. like it goes in. Well, yeah, the goal, the, and the goalie's just like, what the fuck? Yeah. But the player knows the shot's over. Um, I mean, maybe the only thing that he could have done better would have been the second he lost control of the puck, if it since it started going backwards, would have been to just hammer the whistle and throw his arms up. That's the only thing he might could have done better. Yeah, but I mean, it was it was definitely a tough angle. It's on so quick immediate. that it happens. Yeah. Um, but again, that's honestly the only thing if, uh, if I'm being critical or whatever, if he could have beaten the player to the shot by blowing his whistle and just throwing his arms in the air Mm -hmm. or giving, you know, or, you know, throwing his arms in the air and then washing it or whatever. Um, that's the only thing that would have made it look cleaner, but well done, dude. The absolute sell job was just perfecto i would buy carpet from him so then uh we got penguins bruins that's a major game yeah they called a major board uh did they give him the game uh i believe so yes it was a major plus game for boarding um textbook yeah textbook i mean that's so here's 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 where my question comes into how was this hit any different between the one that happened in Pittsburgh, Buffalo. The only difference is the Pittsburgh guy in this hit stayed on his feet, extended through a hit, whereas the Pittsburgh Buffalo hit, he fell over top of the player. Um, if you watch the other, the other hit, the Buffalo player has both feet on the ice. Fair. This guy, this guy does not. This, this one was also a charging too, if you really wanted to. Well, yeah, because if you're looking at the one of the other angles, you see um, the guy who delivers the hit travels a little bit of a distance to uh, to hit the guy. Just so, just a wee little. So easy one there. Easy um, easy five game board. Then we have our referee running into our linesman. Yeah, so this was my game in Shreveport. Uh, I guess it would have been two weeks ago now. Was that you that ran into the guy? Thankfully, no. Thankfully, oh, I'm, the other side. I'm the far guy looking at it going, A, is my referee dead? B, what happened at center ice to the two other players? C, the puck's now in the offensive zone. Do I go cover? Um, Yeah. Yeah. That, just, that sucks. It I'm was not like... going to lie. I've been there. Oh, we all have. Um, however, the, the couple of times where it's almost happened, we did manage to avoid each other. Um, that's just, I'm watching again. Oh my goodness. Referee step out a little further. Linesman get a little closer to the boards. Um, honestly, I, I think the referee delivered a beautiful clean body check there. I agree. Um, yeah, they both go down and he's not really paying attention to where his partner is, but that was a beauty of a hit. Um, I got no penalty on the play. No boarding. No, I mean, I mean, you might could go major interference there. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't by the puck, right? But no, it was. It was so funny though because I remember, like, I wash off the offside, or I see the hit. 
And then I'm like, and okay, you're like, standing there, yeah, like I'm like, this. I'm like, oh, I have to wave the offside because I'm like, there's gonna be Meanwhile, an offside here. You got here. a huge smile on your face, laughing. Oh, but then I'm also can like, I'm also like, okay, it is. Is he gonna get up? Because if he's not gonna get up, I have to blow this dead. But then I was like, but I also don't want to take away a scoring chance. And I was like, okay, I'm the only guy out here right now. Like, I think I should go cover. And I ended up just standing on the blue line, just like confused out of my mind. Mm-hmm. But like the second he got up, like I just started just ju- I was just chuckling at him the whole time. Yep. And then the next hit, we have the Minnesota North Stars playing against the Phoenix Coyotes. <laughs> Yes, I said the Minnesota North Stars. Because... I mean, that's the unis they were wearing, and they looked clean. So, can I just make a statement real quick? Shoot. Minnesota, ditch the current unis. Oh, go to the east. You need that as you're away. Make a home version of it and call it a day. Yeah, just switch like, change the your green. Name to Change your name to the Minnesota Wild Stars. I don't know about the wild stars. That's a. I would just keep it wild. I'm, I'm being a goof. But like, man, I'm being like, a goof. okay, those jerseys are absolutely clean, though. But um, but let's talk I, about the I, the hit. I I love that sweater. Oh yeah! Holy cow! I love that. So sweater. pretty. Um. Yeah. Uh. To to quote Mr. Mike Lego, you can't do that. You can't do that. Um. So in lower levels, if that hit happens, I'm going major game just yep. for the whiplash alone. Well, you and watch... he doesn't have the puck. He's unsuspecting. Yeah. His back is turned. Yeah. His head um, first straight into the board. Like you got well, everything just, for major. Just game. the whiplash alone on the hit makes it major game for me. Yeah. Um. We had an, there was an unfortunate incident. In uh, a Russian league, a player got hit in the head. Um, when he got hit in the head, his head torqued and ended up, I guess, something happened within his neck that ended up severing his, his artery in his neck. Are you talking what, about that young guy? Yeah. He got hit with a puck. Yeah, I know. He got hit with the puck. Yeah. His head torqued and something happened in his neck that caused the injury that killed him. Mm-hmm. Is what I read. So, oh, so it wasn't because the puck hit him in the ear. I I believe it was because of the motion his head made, and not because the if 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 the article that I read has the correct medical report. Um, I'll try to find it. We can talk about it more next week because that is unfortunate. Um, but when we're seeing a guy's head torque like that, that is not good. So straight up, you can't do that. Five minutes, game is five minute major, game misconduct. See you later. Um, speaking of, you can't do that. Last weekend down in Fort Myers, we rewrote the USA Hockey Rulebook. Oh, what for? We uh, we just we just decided that we're gonna get rid of all of the rules in the rulebook. We're gonna make the rulebook one page. Rule one hundred one a is you can't do that. And for rule one hundred one a, you can't do that. You can apply a two, a two and a ten, a five, a five in a game. And there like you go. That. That's the entire rule book. You can't do that. <laughs> I, I, I love it. It would make my job so much easier. I would, I would know all the rules. I'd be able to recite yep. them to a coach when he asks. Hey coach, you can't do that. Yeah, that would be that would be great. <laughs> um, but like my thing is like that was a no call in the NHL. Yeah, I mean, I I get that. 
um pro hockey is a little different um i i would have liked to have seen at least a minor on that hit but yeah i, again, I think in the minor I'm, looking at it and saying it a, should be a minor i'm a linesman and i'm going to stay on my blue line and i'm just going to offer the referee the best opinion that i have i'm i'm just going to wave my arms around and drop yep. pucks and I break call up offsides, scrums icing break up scrums and drop pucks yeah um speaking on the russian player i have i i'm let, i mean it was it was an incident that it sucks yeah it was it it's one of those and he was, things he was what, 19? In. 19. He was the captain of oh the junior team in a playoff I, game. Took a slap shot to, I believe it was like the ear, head area. Um, and unfortunately passed think, away onto the I ice. I think I read the helmet took a majority of the blow from the puck. Mm-hmm. But it was the way his head torqued is what ended up killing him. Yeah, which is, I mean, obviously sad to, uh, to say the least. When I, I'm a true believer of when it's your time to go, your number's getting called right at that instant. Mm-hmm. And it's just one of those things like, that's such a fluke thing that there's no other explanation other than just when it's your time to go, it's your time to go. Yeah. Crazy. De- definitely sad and like i mean oh yeah i i, I don't even know what to i'm even not down say. i'm not downplaying that for sure yeah, at all I, like it like, sucks I, I don't even know um, what to say about it i mean you know i mean it just it sucks it's unfortunate i feel bad for both teams and the officials and everyone else that was in the building for that game yeah I mean, like the, that's the parents, something that just everything ev- everybody that's just something that you know, everyone's going to always remember. And it's just, that's something you'll get PTSD from. And I also, I honestly, I think I feel the worst for the kid that shot the puck. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I couldn't, oh my, like, oh my, gee, like, thinking about it that way. Oof. So, yeah. that's just an unfortunate incident. And our uh, team stripes, condolences go out to uh, the family and all of those that, you know, are going to be affected by this. Yeah. And Ross, I, I don't really know about you. I don't have anything else on my list to talk about for this. I think we week. got a couple, I think we got a couple of ads we got to read before we get off the air. Yeah. Do you want to, do you want to hit one up? Um, if I had them in front of me. <laughs> oh, so, you, so you're going to make me die. Yeah. No, 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 no. Give me, give me one second and we'll, uh, uh, you know, I should have been more prepared in my head right now. I'm more worried about getting my laundry in the dryer because <laughs> I, I do have a game in two hours to do. Ooh, big barely game? No, I have um, uh, the high school combined division state championship game to determine who's going to go to nationals. Who gets to go to Omaha? Yep. Yeah, I get uh, – I think I get game three – of ours for the peer division on Monday. oh they're doing a best of three yeah well so our, for our peer division we only have two teams so they do a best of three series there's only two pure teams that sucks and it will because a lot of it is so like dallas hockey as big as it is like you play for your school district 
um, except for oh. two schools. Because like, so Dallas is like, I I don't know how it's done in in um, in Florida or anywhere else, but like we're a five A school. So like our the the school I played at was a five A school. So we played like within our school, I think, yeah, there was probably enough to field one hockey team from there, but the skill ranges. So they do it. You skate for your district. So rather than playing oh. for Dallas, so rather than playing for Dallas, so high you don't school, play you for your specific, specific high school. Correct. You play you for pay- your d- district. Interesting. Except for the two teams that are in pier. And that's so like each County has their own team. Yeah. The only two that don't are uh, one private school here in Dallas that has like their own. They okay. like it's an all boys school, and then Allen. Are there that many counties? I mean, now is this the entire state, uh, or just, just the Dallas? Oh, no, just or the Dallas. Metroplex? This is just DFW, okay. and we have. I'm trying to think off the top of my head, we got like two divisions with like seven teams so like 14 teams total oh wow see our high school league we have 20 teams between combined and pure and they all play against each other all season yeah i mean like you you play the 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 pure teams play the combined teams but when it comes yeah, down yeah, to yeah. state well I, I i get that part i'm just yeah. saying um uh so anywho with that said i have that tonight they're going to go to omaha uh the winner of tonight's game one team is one team is all maybe right maybe you too so no, <laughs> I'd like to. I've still never been to a national championship. I'm 0 for 19 at this point. I got invited this year, but unfortunately had to turn it down due to a wedding on the same weekend. Meanwhile, I could be going in your spot. All I'm saying is <laughs> that the wedding was bad planning. That's that's what I'm going to blame. I know too. <laughs> that's poor poor planning on the wedding. Um, that's what we I told actually, them. We do have one guy, uh, Billy Googleman, who uh, he's from Fort Myers. He's a ECHL linesman, has been for years. He's a program guy. He's going to tier 118s. That would so be fun. He'll be out there. Um, with that said, I think we'll wrap it up and hit up our ads. Let's do it. So Hockey Ref Shop is the official U.S. equipment supplier of Team Stripes. They carry a variety of referee products, including beginner packages, sweaters, pants, accessories and protective equipment as well as fun referee themed products and more they pride themselves on having great service from experienced officials and super fast shipping shipping i can never say it super fast shipping i just i don't know i I can't say super fast shipping really fast too many s's Um, too many s's tongue twister uh so with that said visit hockeyrefshop.com to find what you're looking for and place an order really quick before we end the episode. Like, I don't know if you're aware, but the flames are playing right now. Okay. In Ottawa. I love the early hockey, which makes it a 5 5 p.m. Eastern. Like, why are we playing a 5 p.m. Eastern start time Um, on a Tuesday? It's for TV. It's all for TV. Uh, I mean, yeah. No, today's Wednesday, bud. Today, oh, today is Wednesday. Holy smokes. Every Wednesday. Holy smokes. Yep. Yeah, I'm I'm okay with it. I like five. I hope when when we switch to ESPN next year, I'm hoping that um I, I'm not gonna lie, I can't complain because I get to watch the flames in the middle of the afternoon. I'm gonna have the whole evening now to do whatever else I want. So 
I can't complain. It was just I, I saw the game start and I was like, why are why is it starting at four central? Yeah, I was like, yeah. I was like, what? I guess that's gonna wrap up this week's episode, episode 90 of the Team Stripes podcast. Thank you again to all of our sponsors, and we will be back next week. <laughs>